real, episode this 3. This for real. Oh my god, we were talking for quite a bit. Really? And then we realized we were on a loop. Noobs. <laughs> we're really podcast noobs. But we are here at the uh, uh, very remote um, studio. Uh, Alcatrax. Alcatrax. With our own time zone, yeah. yes. In, uh, Bakur time in, zone. Yeah, in Cavite. In Bakur. Bakur. Yeah. Thanks, Mong, for your facilities. And probably a nicer sounding... Hopefully. Yes. <laughs> if it sounds professional, yes. then you know why. So, Introductions. Yes. yes, I am Quark. I'm Ramon. I'm Mel. And yes, this is End Slate, episode three. Shouting out podcast. to our fans who tweeted over us, at us, over the weekend. Yeah. There was at All three of them. There was Ayan Villar. Who's a friend of mine. Hey, Ayan. And he wants us to tackle the Ask Universe, right? Ask Universe. And, and then apparently also Jay and Silent Bob themselves also want us to tackle. Yes, they did like They liked our, our tweets. Replies. Okay. Yeah, we should have Because they have the nothing else to do apparently for Hollywood people. But just the troll tweets. And then um, we also had Ichigan at Ichigan, I think. Yes, I yeah. don't know her. She's not my friend. Yeah, I don't know her either. Which means she's know? a real listener. <laughs> and then Ramon has some haters also. Ramon has some haters. <laughs> In Inquirer. Some joker backlash. <laughs> yeah, but it's all right. Some bros who probably love Gladiator. Yeah, I love Gladiator. So what, the, the person bro? who replied, was he a fan of Joker or was he just like... I'm sure he's a fan. I think he's just upset... That someone dared dislike it. Mm. And to the point where I wrote about it in the paper how much I dislike it. Or how why, dare or why you? I think it's irresponsible. That's why I, when I posted on Facebook, the first comment was already me. And I just posted a, a gif of, of Greta Thunberg saying, <laughs> how, how dare, dare you? you? <laughs> but he, he challenged you to find a, to name a better performance? Yeah, like what, 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 like name a better Joaquin Phoenix performance if you did like this so much. And then I basically was like, well, I I loved it. It's one of the few things I complimented about the film is I love Joaquin in it. But also to answer your question, the master, you were never really here. Yeah, you were never for. really here. Her. Gladiator to die for. Her <laughs> two lovers. I know. Um, Don Haushan uh, yeah, commented on, on my review of Joker. He's like, Nakaloka! It's a good performance. Eh. Sorry, <laughs> apologies to Don Haushan who does not talk like that at all. <laughs> but, that, but his letterboxed personality is. Was it like perhaps multiple Yeah, I was like. <laughs> so, so, okay. Well. I mean, I'm very surprised that, you know, it's still being talked about. That's and it's, it's already apparently well on its way to being the, the, the biggest R-rated movie ever. It's crazy. That's All insane. All time. I what mean, does Jared Leto have to say about this? It's not even fun. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not like Deadpool or, or Logan where it's like, oh, I, I love Logan. I'd watch yeah, Logan. you, you really value Nya is yeah. not very high. Like, would you watch Joker again? <laughs> I haven't even oh, yeah, seen it. Seen oh, right. Okay, how about this? Would you would you like to watch... <laughs> I mean, I'm would you like for... to watch Requiem for a Dream over and over? I have. Or Dancer in the I Dark over and over? I actually really like Jared Leto as an actor. Yeah. Actually, those though. those movies are good then. Kasi. They're good. Yeah, the, and yeah. speaking of Jared, just he's. I'm yeah. so sorry. He's never gonna play Mm-mm. Joker ever again. I mean, this is guesswork. Uh, yeah, the, it's from uh, Hollywood Reporter. It feels like, like, like broke. Yeah, Hollywood Reporter is like he'll probably never play. But <laughs> yeah, he'll probably never. Play. But knowing DC, who can tell? Yeah, there's gonna be a Joker <laughs> multiverse. I have no idea what's going with on. Phoenix and DC Leto. was very confused to begin with, and then they changed. Uh, heads, right? Yeah. So, namito yung last guy. And if they're changing so, Batman, they might as well change Joker. But, but the Batman, right? This yeah. Michael. It's the Batman. Yeah. That is also sort of part of this whole Elf's black world. label idea of like just letting people do what they want. Because they're also Why going young. Because they're also going younger. Eh? It's, it can't be. They already established that in, in the DCEU that. The, the Affleck version had been at it for a while now. That's why he was older and feeling yeah. all these, you know, feeling like he was gonna die every every few minutes in Justice League. But the Pattinson one is really gonna go younger. And then I think they're also very much 
looking at year one as a peg, which is why I think they recently mm. cast Zoe Kravitz as Selena and Kyle. Yeah. So, ito, question, very geeky question. Would you be, would you want Joaquin Phoenix to be the Joker of that Batman? No, I want it to be Case 2. Christian Stewart. That is amazing. Because they were saying when Ka- when when Pattinson was cast, they were like, "Oh, case to Catwoman." I'm like, "No, Joker." Yeah. No, I think I think she. That would be so twi- much fun. Will the Twiheads love this? I think probably will. I think their heads would explode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. Because she it, because they like would Joker they would actually the Joker, yeah. imagine her with, that, with yeah. the sides and all cropped here yeah. and then the hair with also the tattoo on her forehead. And then she looks like great in suits. Yeah. This would be the first time that people would want Joker and Batman to kiss. Yeah, that was True. toxic masculinity, but yes. female character. Mm. You heard it yeah. first here, guys. If yeah. this happens, then it's, it's all going to be romance doing. Yeah. Hopefully. And Call me DC. Showbiz, showbiz news. Showbiz hot takes because yeah. Mr. Chismoso Corkinares is here. <laughs> is here. And he's always yeah. at the right place at the right time. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's a, an outline, basically, of what's going to happen. Um, what's going we're, to we're gonna happen? We're going to do showbiz chismes <laughs> for 10 minutes. And then we're going to talk about Watchmen. Because we all just saw it. Ramon's seen it twice. Me? I, I was, <laughs> I this is so unfair. I was the person of among us three, I was the one least interested in in doing Watchmen, but then I ended up watching it twice because of you guys. <laughs> I watched it earlier today because I thought you we were gonna do this. And then yeah. I thought you guys were watching it together. And then you know, plans went awry and then I ended up basically watching it passively while Quark watched it. <laughs> So yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited to hear. And we're like on the ride here, we did not discuss Watchmen yeah. at all. It's just keeping so, it. You're gonna be like Just a, so that mm-hmm. the reactions could be yes. fresh from the rapper. Mm-hmm. Yes. So and then we are gonna discuss laundromat, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The new Soderbergh. And and which should be interesting. Just a little little modern love because it also dropped. So I think all the major streaming platforms dropped something this week. It yeah. was um, Amazon, HBO, and Netflix had big releases. Yes. So let's get to it with our... Show it! The return of Showbiz Kachipan. Park! Anong balita natin dyan sa Heritage Park? Okay, Heritage Park apparently. Ate, ang place to be! First-hand reportage. Kasi, nung ano? Reportage. I don't know. Yeah, it was Friday. Um... I was actually there in another in another week in Carlos Eldran's week. Um but uh, I saw the PSG and so like what's going on? What's the Terra doing? It's like the cause of death of, <laughs> of Carlos. Oh. Um <laughs> maybe you should cut okay. that out. And then <laughs> and then, you know, apparently he was at the Mr. Barretos wake right. where lots of action happened. Some, uh, Lots of Barreto on Barreto action. Some, yeah. B on B. Some alleged uh, you know, hair pulling and scuffling. Skerfuffle. Yeah. I know. At the week? Involving Atong Ang. Who is Atong Ang? Who is he? Uh, he's like a... He's a businessman. He's yes. But, but gambling... With some reputation. Yeah. He's an illegitimate no? businessman. No. Well, I don't he, know if he, he, he has legitimate yeah. businesses. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, no, I'm, I think on he's paper, legitimate. Um, hmm? Okay, he's an old, <laughs> obviously an older man. Older man, based on his pictures that I've seen yes. in my WhatsApp groups. And he was uh, okay. apparently dating one of the nieces. <laughs> Nicole. And then Nicole. How do you know Nicole, this? Allegedly, this is according to my news app. Yeah. This is and my my news. Is, Nicole is the daughter of who? That's what I couldn't I, figure out. I'm one of the brothers, I think. This is all like from Sunday lunch with my mom. So hi, Tita V. I, now you're never gonna divulge anything to work. Yeah. And um, so what happened is apparently now uh, one of the titas is dating Atong Ang. Um, one of the older Barretas. Barretta, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So one of the three. Yeah, and then, and then apparently the 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 words are said. He is now mine. You can no longer see him. Hmm. Wow! <laughs> Mic drop. Boom. 
So of course during the ano snaps. And then me and then the other sister kind of says, well. Um, this all happened at a wake. Yeah, you are the cause of death of our father. Oh wow. It's yeah. a fun family. Yeah. So there was like drama in day one, and then there was like another kerfuffle in day two. So, Atita kind of like stayed there the whole day. day what does three. the mom say? Does she just watch? I don't know, man. I think she just went home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> Fuck I mean, this. Well, cool if your husband died and then your children are fighting at the week. Yeah. And it's not even about mana, but about lovers. Yeah. And then another niece, that, so, that same tita, is fighting another niece because she publicly went against that niece when the niece allegedly had an affair with, you know, some guy. So are you more likely to see peace in the Middle East before yeah. peace with, among the Barretos? Jeez. I don't know. It's just... Uh, but they're wow. the, the, the gift that keeps on giving, right? And, and they're in your news app twice. Yeah. So they're gonna be in my WhatsApp groups also for a long time. Yeah. Until the dad gets buried, oh, I guess. Crazy. Well thank you for explaining quite <laughs> because you. I just That's... I couldn't understand and what that was going on. Was our first ever show Let's get to the real meat, which is what we watched this weekend. <laughs> yes, I'm very, very excited meat. to discuss. Okay, so like what I said earlier, the three major streaming platforms, HBO, um, Amazon Prime, and Netflix, all dropped huge releases this week. Um, first, let's, let's talk about the series on Amazon Prime, which I don't think Ramon had a chance to catch up Not with. yet. I've, I've, yeah. I'm, I'm planning to, but I haven't okay. been able to watch it yet. This modern love! this modern love. Wasted It's modern love, guys. Yeah. Have you ever been in love? No one's ever asked you that in an interview before. I don't have to print it. Print what? That story that's written all over your face. Um, I watched it. It's a 30 You watched minute... all of it? Well, I think I watched it's... eight. But it eight is eight. So, no, it's ten. Can I... Really? I thought I it was eight. Like, no, it's eight. eight. Yeah. No, can so I, I just point out though. that Mel literally just said she watched eight episodes of an anthology series and last week she said i hate anthology series that's true no i no, i don't like black mirror yeah and american horror story yeah. which are anthology series which are anthology yeah. series and okay. i came in modern love not knowing what was happening i just knew that it was an adaptation of the yeah but you don't need to know what's cycle. happening right no, I, I thought it was a singular singular story of. Oh, like, so you didn't know. That's why you watched it because didn't you didn't know. know it was an anthology series. Yeah, but you know. So, so wait, I, I didn't what, watch my episode two. <laughs> no, but at what episode did kinda, you think? Oh, these characters are all gonna meet at some point. Okay. <laughs> I was like, where's the okay? Okay, disclaimer, people. I don't. I really don't read a lot of things before thing before I watch because okay. I just want to be like a blank slate. Mm-mm. So I came. I, that's I ideal, went in, I think. I I didn't even see the trailer of this one. Right. I went in not knowing that it was an anthology. I knew it was a an adaptation of that famous New York Times article. I knew that all these celebrities were there, but I thought it would be like, like a Gary Marshall movie, like, like Avengers New Year's Endgame. Day, Valentine's Day, or Avengers Endgame, or Avengers Endgame, <laughs> the most famous Gary Marshall movie with the big circles <laughs> in the end. Yeah. But yeah, I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I, I hate cheesy things. Is it all John Carney? Who is John Carney? Once, once begin again. Sing Street. Sing Street. Which I actually enjoyed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, bagay siya for Mom For that love. kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. But did he do all eight episodes? or? I think he did. Okay. And did you when you watched it, was it a binge? Did you go through like four I went hours? through four first. And okay. then the next day, I went through the... the so, it was the weekend the for you. That was... Friday and Saturday for me, yeah. So, is Modern Love in New York, New York Times? Is it Times? Is it a column or is it like a love? So, it's it's by one writer? No, No, it's it's like people people write in. Parang young blood. blood. Parang young blood. Sometimes you get bad articles or essays. Sometimes you get really good ones. Mm. So, obviously, I thought this would be... um, Well, I... I came in... Isn't this American life a little bit like that? Parang. Yeah. Parang. Where different, different listeners or readers uh, contribute like an essay. Mm-hmm. So I thought that this was going to be one huge cheese fest. 
And I was hoping that it wouldn't be a big cheese fest, but I was really quite surprised that it was endearing. It was like, uh, I think I was describing it to you, Karkanina, that it felt like just warm a warm blanket. Okay. When um, you've had a bad day, it's a good thing to watch on TV and just have faith in humanity again and kind of melt your cool 21st century heart. Did you cry? I teared in the first app. Yeah. I, that I, was I, so I cried, good. Man. I cried so hard. That was so good. <laughs> With Guzmin and... Um... Part the first half was good of the anthology. Uh, I really enjoyed one, two, and three. And then the middle were like, I was just looking at my phone now. And then it picked up again at the... I saw the first two episodes. It's, I know, the first is really super yes. cute. Like, super duper cute. But that was the reason they even made that show. Right, right. <laughs> it was very Efronish. So they spaced it apart, though. But you know what I realized? 31 minutes is perfect yeah. for a romantic comedy. Yes. Like, you have the whole... Because romantic comedy, there's so much fat, now. There's so much, like, oh, they'll fight, and they have to tell the best friend, and they have to, like, you know, just... So much, you know, ups and downs, and it kind of. Whereas this one is so straight to the point. You you feel for the characters. You kind of, you know, have a complete thing, and um, there's closure in the end. And it doesn't feel repetitive, and it doesn't feel like too acted, which is usually the problem with romantic comedies. And before you know it, you've just gone through four of them, and it's just two hours. Did either of you go through the no the other great? Amazon anthology show, The Romanoffs. <laughs> I could not, man. No, I tried. No, never, it's all right. It's not, it's not good at all. Well, as with most anthologies, it's really hit or miss depending on the episode. So, I, but it's I think, on the whole season. Yeah, I did watch everything, but, but just because I think, you know, Mad Men is so up there in terms of the echelon of like great, great TV shows, TV shows that it was really hard, I think, for it to get near that. Yeah, but there, I and Weiner wrote all of it. Yes, or okay. co-wrote. His name was at least co-writer in all of it. Ah, uh, oh well. So. But and they also had varying length. There, most of them were around one hour, but some of them would be like ninety minutes. Wow. Yeah. No, this uh, the Modern Love was just mostly 30. 30, 31. Yeah, that's good. That's a good. They size. really kept it at thirty-one. I think I'll space it out though. It's like well, yeah, actually, you know, it's not a binge binge series. Yeah. You can really. Just put it on when there's nothing on, and then oh, that was nice, and then get on with the rest of your day. And lots of um, discoveries, no? Like, um, see, mother in How I Met Your Mother is so cute. Who is the the girl in in? Um, She's the first one. Um, Kristen Milioti. How I Met Your Mother. Kristen Milioti. Yes, she was also well. You wouldn't have seen it because you don't watch it, but she was also in a, an episode of Black Mirror, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the one Trek, with uh, uh, Matt Damon. Yes. I have to say, though, the, the third episode of Anne Hathaway, I think she's getting, like, flack for being too oi mm. in it because she plays a... It's not a spoiler alert because it's in the synopsis of the show that she plays a bipolar woman who who tries to find love in New York and um, it's a showpiece of her acting because she goes from manic the sad to depressed to manic again and I have a bipolar friend and I told her I actually texted her and told her that this is the first time I'm seeing a, maybe an accurate depiction of bipolarism on TV or on screen and I thought that Anne really knocked it out of the park so we like Anne wait you said that or your friend with bipolar said that my friend I told my friend that <laughs> right. I thought <laughs> this is the first time I've been really seeing I could see her struggle Okay. On TV, depicted, I guess realistically, or how, how they really feel outside and inside. So because it's a timeless column, all the stories are set in New York. They don't get any other yep, letters it's all from in outside. NYC. Yeah, okay. So if you're a big fan of the city, right, right. The, the one with um, and apartment porn. The one with Andy Garcia. Does I love that. That was my favorite. Outside. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's still part of New York. It's like upstate. Oh, okay, okay. It's up. He, she and, just took the train upstate. Okay. Or in Buffalo, Segura. Yeah, but, and, and the, the girl in that one, the love interest of um, Dev, Dev Patel, Patel, was super good. And She's I've cute. I've never really seen her But before. I really wanted to see more of Andy and Catherine Keener. Because mm. I, I found them more appealing than Dev Patel. Mm-mm. I don't know. <laughs> Racist. Racist. <laughs> No, well, I'm you, not racist, ageist. but ageist. I am a big fan of Catherine King, so I wanted to see her more. Okay, cool. So you recommend what you you 
you're well i was gonna say of course. are you in it for the long haul i'm but in it to you're win done it. with the damn thing well i finished I, it yeah i think i think I'll, I'll do like i haven't seen the whole black mirror actually because i'll, I'll watch black it mirror, because i like get so turned it. off yeah. i mean um i can't i can't do this so I think it's gonna be like even this for me. even the ones that are like classic exceptionally San recommended Junipero, to you, yeah. like that. Yeah. San Junipero seeing, might be the only episode happy with a happy ending. I saw that, but then after seeing all the hype, but maybe my expectations were too high. Right. So when I saw it, I was like, okay, that's it. That's what happened. Okay. Yeah. I, but I I I highly recommend it. Also, actually, I think especially for. Hopeless romantics. Modern right? love. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a fast watch. It's 31 minutes. It's like yeah. watching a Nora Ephron episode. Yeah. Or series. Episode. Niba. Episode. Yeah, very, very New York. Very no. New York. Uh, like I said, apartment porn. Mm. Makes you wonder what, what these New Yorkers do for a living because they live <laughs> so well. Apartment. Yeah, like the, the first one. The first one, she's a writer. <laughs> but she lives on the Upper West Side? Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So we're anyway. done. We're done with Modern Love. Now, let's get to Watchmen. <laughs> well, it looks like we got things under control here. Cool costume. Thanks. Oh, I'm so excited so to excited. talk about Watchmen Wait, with just Ramon. as a backgrounder on YHBO... Yeah, on, on my, my HBO. HBO um, so this is so Succession ended. Mm-hmm. This is HBO, the replacement. The replacement because Sunday night is a big night for HBO. What, and Sunday night in the states replaced Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Yep. Yeah, so Big Little Lies replaced. No, it yeah. was Game of Thrones, Big Little Lies, and then Euphoria, Succession. So Sunday oh, wow. night is traditionally HBO's yeah. night in the and, states. And all their major shows ended last. Sunday, because it was also the season finale of The Righteous Gemstones mm-hmm. and the series finale of Ballers. Wow. So people Ballers had... is still there. <laughs> no, no, it was the end. That was okay. the last episode. So people had a... So Elizabeth Warren is free now to concentrate on her <laughs> campaign for president. Why, is she on the show? No, but she was. she's famous as a fan of Ballers. Oh, okay. And it was on page one of her, bio, of her book. Wow. Okay. okay. Trivia. But um, yeah, Watchmen was is highly anticipated. Yes. Can you give us a, a backgrounder, Quark? How about you, Ramon? Why don't you give us a background? I read it in my youth. Mm-mm. Okay. Go ahead. Now, Watchmen, I what? think it's... Yeah, go ahead. It's your favorite comic, right? No. Uh, no. From Hell? Is your favorite comic? Maybe. But yeah. it's a legendary comic. But it's, yeah. But yeah. it's up there. Yeah. It's one, it, of, well, it's one of the major works of comics or... Yeah. When was it, 86, 87? Around 85. 85. Is when it started coming out in mm-hmm. issues. And it was collected around 86. And I think still considered like the most important. Yeah. Right? Mm. It's still... Definitely the, superhero. The most yeah, important yeah. superhero comic. It might not be my favorite, but it's it's the, it's definitely one of the considered most important works of the So, so let's talk about Snyder's The Watchmen. Must we? <laughs> I mean, no, I, uh, like, um, if, if you watch the trailer, okay ka na. I of mean, which the trailer one? Of, of, Snyder. of Snyder's Watchmen okay, okay. is amazing. It's, uh-huh. And then, you know, Snyder continues to be the greatest trailer director and you're just Agreed. set up for... 300. Yeah. Um, set up for disappointment. Set up for disappointment. Like, every time <laughs> I watch a Snyder me. trailer, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited. And then after, I'm like, but wait. <laughs> I hate Zack Snyder, <laughs> and and yeah, um, but Watchmen is the best of his Watchmen and Three Hundred, the best trailers he's ever done, um, and that's all you need to see. And the opening credits of of his Watchmen is great. I enjoyed that. Yeah, but Watchmen has a following, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a huge following. That's actually why they've they've basically stolen it and kept it from the creators. Because yeah. there was never a book stay, that stayed in print before that. Wait, so Alan Moore doesn't get a single cent out of this? His essay or no. whatever? Yeah, no. Wow. Dave Gibbons does. Why? No, because that's what Alan said. Like, I don't want... I'm not going to take any of this money. Give it all to Dave. 
Oh. So both Gibbons on Watchmen and uh, Lloyd on V for Vendetta, they get everything. I mean, is it because of the money for remaking it, the remake rights or sequel rights, or it's just like, oh, here's the royalties? Yeah, yeah. Doesn't it, want. It's it's both those things. But he just got money from book sales, I'm guessing. Yes, because he did write the book. His but name, that's it. His name's attached. He to doesn't that. get money for the IP. Although even that, I think he's trying to get it out there. Like he because he does because he doesn't own it. He said he doesn't want his name to be on it. But they can't legally keep it since it was published with his name and he did write it for them. But for him, it's like well, if I don't own it, why is my name on it? I don't. I don't want to. If it were up to him, his name wouldn't even be on even the book. Even the book, but. They cannot actually use his name for the promotion of Watchmen, so it's not on any of the materials. That's why the people involved, of HBO's. yeah, HBO's. so the people involved have to be the ones to mention it all the time. So, so Lindelof or yeah. some of the actors. So speaking of Lindelof, uh, that's why I was super excited for because it's Mister Lost leftover. Yeah, so Lost uh, was my favorite um, series of the two thousands, despite. The having a very bad final season. I actually was like Game okay of Thrones. <laughs> like Game of Thrones. Like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, Game of Thrones. And then so I kind of it's it's a love hate relationship. Um so I hated him after Lost because it was such a disappointment. But then he made leftovers mm-hmm. which is Which also, also ended recently. With, yeah. And ended perfectly and is one of my top film uh, shows of the decade again. Um so now I love him again. <laughs> so I was really excited to so see why, him. Why did Lindelof decide to do Watchmen? That was my biggest question when I when I first saw the news. Well, what he said in interviews is like, you know, it was that old saw of like, well, you know, if I don't do this, then someone's going to do it and then they might screw it up and I would feel bad about that. But I'm like, just say you wanted to do it. You know I mean? <laughs> don't make it sound like <laughs> you did us a favor. <laughs> did HBO ask him to do it? Or did did he? Yeah. I'm not sure actually. I think yeah. I, I think it was DC maybe who asked. DC or Warner Brothers may have been the one to approach Lindelof. Yeah, so I don't I actually know how it ended up on HBO to begin with. I remember when he announced it. He um, I think it was Hollis. Uh, he he posted like a, a Mason Hollis um, figurine or something, mm. and that was his announcement that okay, I'm uh. doing Watchmen. Because um, Jason as being one of the the Minutemen in in the comic, right. but he was an obvious choice because he was very vocal about his fandom mm. of the book. Diba? I mean, they there was this. I remember this major interview about Lost where they actually cite the flashback uh, format in Lost was based on was basically cribbed oh. from Watchmen, where you do one episode of like plot this. forward progression yeah. and yeah. then an episode that, about a specific character's. Yeah. flashback to kind of yep. give context so they said that's actually from Watchmen and then the 2005 edition of Watchmen actually has a a blurb from Lindelof oh. on, the, on the on the cover or the back cover yeah so I mean like like J.J. Abrams like uh, Joss Whedon parang ano si um, Lindelof eh, diba? parang mm-hmm. geek god yeah um, but what's funny about him is he really wants to veer away from that and be like an art uh, person like so be, art but don't be respected <laughs> yeah, by the art community and it's very very um, apparent in, in Leftovers especially um, and it's very apparent in, in Watchmen so I, I thought so I remember all the Watchmen characters and then when I saw this I was like two where's, people where's everyone there's just two <laughs> So again, I, I went in not knowing what to expect, mm-hmm. and um, only only basing it on what I remember from the comic, and it was completely different from the. Well, it, from yeah, the they've novels. they've mentioned that it's not really a strict adaptation. See, Lindelof has referred to it as a remix, but it feels like it's not really a sequel per se because it's a different characters, but it's set in the world of Watchmen. Right. But in twenty nineteen. Thirty years after, but right? Yeah, because well, the the book takes yeah. place in eighty five, eighty six, and then this one takes place in present day of an alternate history. Yeah, so we're not sure yet how 
how much of Watchmen the comic. We don't have screeners, guys. So we're, yeah. we're going in this blind, uh-huh. as uh, like with you. Because I mean, okay, there, you know that the Minutemen. So there's there's that um, American yeah. hero story. Yeah, there's an American hero story, which is I guess a jab at uh, Ryan. Yep, yep. <laughs> Ryan Murphy's. Ryan Murphy's uh, American Horror Story, American Crime Story. Um, and and they do mention a lot. Like you see the, all the original, of them. Yeah. yeah, the original Minutemen, and then. Um, there's, uh, you know, mentions of uh, Adrian Veidt. Um, well, Adrian's uh, in the car. Yes, Adrian's in the there. show. Yeah. yeah. But that's Journey And then, um, of course, Rorschach. But you don't know how exactly, what the role is yet or how. And, of course, Dr. Manhattan. You see yeah. Dr. Manhattan. What? In, in, the, in, the, no, in, the, in, um, in the... When she's giving a talk at school. Which about, one about proteins. So they, they, they focus on like Mars. They, like, they, they oh. move a bit to a TV and then it shows... Oh, okay. It shows uh, Manhattan on Mars playing right. around with like a... Okay, castle. he's my favorite character. Because he's naked all the time. <laughs> and he's blue. <laughs> Billy Crudup's. That's <laughs> Billy Crudup. He was good though. Anyway. Anyway, so yeah. So how is it... I mean, what did, were your expectations met? Yeah, well, what do you think? I want to ask Ramon. Being, should we say, should we say spoiler alert? Favorite, I think anyone. Okay, if you haven't seen Watchmen episode one, oh, well, are you going to spoil it yet? Or I think we're going to eventually, yeah, we have, we have, we'll have be spoiling yeah, that so episode one. So this will 30, be a spoiler alert okay. for, yeah, Watchmen episode one will be spoiled by this. Spoiler okay. starts now, okay. I did enjoy it, actually. But it, it was also, it also felt like, you know, uh, with, uh, Sorry, uh, Constantine, another movie based on an Alan Moore creation, and even from Hell, it it also did feel like I couldn't have that feeling of like I would enjoy this much more if I was not familiar with the source material. But I like I'm glad Maybe. it's not uh, an adaptation. It's interesting. I think it's got uh, potential exploring the world of Watchmen post Watchmen without necessarily all the main characters because you know if you haven't read the book a bunch of them are dead mm. so the ones that we I know there's a third character coming up it's not really a spoiler because it's in the press releases but Jean Smart plays Silk Spectre so she's coming mm. later episodes but okay. yeah um, it's an interesting mix of trying to be its own thing, but also there's a lot of wink, wink. There's a lot of winking at the fans of the book. There's a lot of Easter eggs, like even the beginning where that that black boy is in the to- uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma massacre, yeah, which is a, apparently a real thing. Uh, yeah, I googled that too. Um, but it, that felt almost like Superman's origin, mm. right? Where you know the only one, only one can escape, and then the boy. Yeah. And then uh and then also there was a siren with the squid falling down. That kind of for me evoked the the the, the nuclear scare of, yep. of the milieu of the original book because mm-hmm. they were in the middle of the Cold War then, which is also why Adrian Veidt had the whole crazy scheme to unite the yeah. people. Okay. How okay. do you like it? So so you liked it? I enjoyed it man. It didn't feel like it was trampling on anything. There were some bits that I felt were a bit corny, but I guess in with the second viewing, uh, <laughs> I was a bit more uh, lenient. Like when when the Seventh Cavalry were directly quoting um, um, Rorschach. Rorschach's, but then you, but then you realize, oh, it's in his journals, which were published. Yeah. And then what else? Although the 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 quoting of the Latin was a bit. On the nose for me. <laughs> Young who watches the watch yes. with Ipsum. <laughs> How about you? Um, I agree with Ramon that uh, I think it hindered me knowing which characters existed in the Watchmen universe, and then I spent the first half of the of the show thinking like, "Where's Night Owl? Where's Doctor Manhattan? Where's like this, like that?" And then um. And it also took me a while to get familiar with that we were in, we were 30 years forward. Robert Redford's the president, mm-hmm. or he has been the president yeah. for like 20 years already. Yeah. And then Redfordian, whatever. Redfordations. Redfordations are like Obamacare? 
no, no, it's, 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 it's reparations. Reparations, but for, in the they, red That they era. would uh, call, that the racists call red predations because it's imposed, it's forced. So it's just a lot of, a lot of getting to know this world. Right. That wasn't explicitly explained before. Well, it wasn't even connected in the original comic. And it's hard for me to say if it's a good watch for me because I think I need to see two and three objectively mm-hmm. before I can get hooked. Get into the crew. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, that's the first episode they don't really... They tease a lot of things. But yes. They, but did they, they make the world interesting enough for you to keep watching? I am curious about why it opened with the Tulsa, Oklahoma massacre. Right, right. For sure. And they end with the... With the guy with Louis Gossel Jr. in the wheelchair. Yes. Yeah. And so. then... I knew that Don Johnson was gonna end. Was gonna, was gonna die. die. Yeah. Why? I just had a feeling that Did this, you this see guy it was gonna die. I, I, I well, no, 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 no. The music became a little sinister. I'm like, because I know they no, always. What part was that? Um, when, when he gets the call, and then okay. he's like, gonna yeah. go. Because they always wanted to kill Jack in the first episode of Lost. And okay. the, the, oh, the studio didn't and want. he's wearing the uniform too. Mm-hmm. The, so the studio didn't want Jack yeah. to die. But they, that was so. Parang this is just like I gotta do it. Okay. <laughs> um But yeah, no, I mean, I, I I super liked it, but it really. I mean, I've also made the mistake of I'm reading Watchmen again now. Yeah, I saw you on your IG stories yeah, doing so, your homework. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you know I'm so in there in that world, and I I was really. Um, and he so he writes so well that like there's like um, young, there's a scene in Watchmen where um, he, uh, Rorschach is about to save this this kid who got kidnapped, and then he saw uh, the the bones of that kid being gnawed at by dogs, mm-hmm. and then so he gets a butcher's knife, and then parang he he you know kills the dog, and then he's like, uh, and then. See, um, Kovacs, Walter Kovacs closed his eyes, and I know, Walter, I, I could hear Walter Kovacs say mother silently under the mask and close his eyes. It was Walter Kovacs who closed his eyes, it was Rorschach who opened them. I was like, ah, get that it off! <laughs> but, so it doesn't feel like more, no? Right. I mean, yeah. this, it feels so it's much different. like Lindelof. It's really it's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I prefer that. If he, mm. was, if he was trying to be more, be more that would be so <laughs> much better. It's West World, right? Yeah, that Fun I think yeah. that's what I also felt like. Because I also, oh, sorry. I know, like these um, ominous things that you don't understand. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of setup for yeah. mysteries and, and 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 secret history that we don't know about yet. But yeah. since you're reading the book, and you're more, I guess, more familiar with the milieu, how is the extrapolation? I know. I know, eh? like uh, it. It definitely is okay. The I, parang the the point of view or or the train of thought is, uh, okay. Um, eighty five. They were dealing with uh, Russia and the Cold War and mm-hmm. get it all and get so we're back and, to that. Uh, the in Afghanistan. What are we dealing with now? And we're dealing with white supremacy mm-hmm. and um, you know like political divide. And so that's what I'll tackle with my version of Watchmen. Right, right. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah, that did that did very uh, feel very uh, twenty nineteen issues, but <laughs> yeah. but also um, what was I gonna say? What did you guys think of Regine King while you're thinking about this? <laughs> I liked her. Yeah, Regina King. But I can't. Whenever I think of Regina King, I always think of her making out in Cuba. <laughs> 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 like I can't. Da- dancing in the back. <laughs> Like uh, no, it's like in front of uh, Jerry Maguire, yeah, blowing like, kisses at the TV yeah. again, and then just like, oh sorry, sorry, we just, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't stop thinking about her. Uh, but was she an an effective action actress here? Yeah, no, black dumb crap though. Like, she's, uh, <laughs> yeah, she no, looks she great, looks but... great, and she got those muscles. Yeah, yeah. Um, she, she runs well. She has that two was her full though. action scenes there. Yeah, yeah. Where she takes on the guy in the pickup, and then inside. I'm also really curious about why it's set in Tulsa, Oklahoma, of all yep. places. Mm-hmm. And then it was, I also appreciate the killing of Don Johnson in their first episode. I, I, I had a suspicion he was going to die once he started singing at that dinner table. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, this is so happy. You're like, oh, he's going to die. Yeah, I ambush glass But, um... Yeah. Right. Well, so, are you in it? Are you? I'm curious about episode two. Yeah. I have to say, 
It's hard. It's really hard to give a verdict. I'm glad that Gene Smart found the show immediately after Legion. That's also comic based. Wait, she, oh, Jean Smart's not, no, the Xavier, quote unquote, yeah. of, uh, okay. Isn't she like an older actress, Jean yeah. Smart? Yeah, it's a bagay, you know. Silk Spectre was 1985. Wait, what did you guys think of Jeremy Irons in this, in his role? Yeah. Well, it's still super, I mean, it's very short. But I was so glad to see Tom Mison, who I haven't seen in so long. That man is so good looking with the beard, so I don't know why he's clean shaven here. But he's also not playing a human. Shoes. Yes. So Ramon made a good. Uh, I, or did you read about that? Like, no, no. Yeah. I mean, but I just kind of guessed. Also yeah. from the the, the comic, also, because mm. yeah, which is what? The, the, well, the, he had all these robot servants in his yes, ar- in his exactly. Arctic, you know, mm. home. I'm I'm just waiting for Bubastis. Well, I thought the girl servant was doing nasty things to Jeremy Iron, <laughs> but she was giving massage. Yeah. Oh, in in the thigh, on the thigh. Um, but I, who did the director? I'm not familiar. Nicole. Nicole Kastler. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really that. Uh. But I know. Ang daming magandang set pieces, no? I love the interrogation, and it's uh, during the interrogation scene I realized that, parang oh my god, the most influential scorer of this decade is definitely Trent Reznor. Like, Pero, for sure. Actually, I did want to touch on that because mm-hmm. there were moments for me na parang di bagay yung score. Like, I really loved when it would go John Carpenter y. Mm. But there were parts like the interrogation. You liked it. I liked it. And, but yeah, it was a little cheesy, but I liked But it, for uh, me, because that part kind of didn't have the tension. Mm. Because you were so. You know, because, you know what I mean? When, yeah. when, the, when the score is good sometimes. I remember always this thing that Soderbergh upcoming but Soderbergh in one of his director's commentaries I think it may have been the Limey or Solaris but he was saying why he loves um David Cliff uh, Cliff uh, uh, Martinez Martinez's uh, scores a lot is he doesn't he thinks that scores with heavy beats like David Holmes mm. they can distract you eh? mm. they can they can grab attention from the emotion of the scene so you can do that for things that are sort of light, like Out of Sight or, or Ocean's Eleven, but for something like Solaris or Traffic or The uh-huh. Limey, he, he wanted this sort of ambient score. And I thought that that kind of propulsive, it, it's, you know, it's so catchy that yeah, it, it kind it, of it starts... It became a cool scene. As yeah. Opposed to like a... As opposed to that, I wanted that tension. It's an interrogation scene, yeah. which is one of my favorite sort of tropes in these yeah. kinds of dramas. But... So that and also the action scene actually where they where they the raid the yeah Ooh, that was the good. I love the California. But there's a piece. part where it becomes so parang parang wala well, in well, danger of like might she get hurt because it's just an action moment. It's just adrenaline. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the ass kicking part. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and cows getting good. pummeled. But I do love those organ, those John Carpenter organ parts. Where like, oh, you know, I didn't like when um when Don Johnson crash land on firing Night Owl's ship yeah. on the ground, and they all end up laughing. <laughs> <laughs> why? Explain why. But but that the uh, finally put to use the flamethrower of the owl ship. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you like that? I also appreciate that it's based on the again the extrapolation of the Watchmen eighty five book. So it's like for some reason there's no cell phones. It's all it's there's pagers. Huh? There's pagers. Yeah, there's pagers, but they're using landlines. Even the owl ship right it's not those it's not 3d high-tech. holographic texts no. it's like flip switches and you know so the text's sort of old school even though there's advanced uh science there yeah. but in the watchman universe it's yeah. that's that's the world we're at and well, no, even the titles no you know like all the bold title mm-hmm. per episode yeah the one <laughs> It's solid, yeah. parang fringe, yung floating. Yeah. It's interesting, no? Like, this is the year superhero television that's kind of, okay, it's time to go postmodern now. With, With the, the boys. boys and, yeah. That's right. So, and the end of Legion. Yeah. Ah, oh, so good. You Did just you can't that? escape superheroes anymore. Right, Martin Scorsese? <laughs> and, right, Francis Ford Coppola? <laughs> Despicable. Despicable. <laughs>
Oh, okay. let's move on to Netflix's uh, prestige drop. Yeah. Yeah. Laundromat. Where the fuck is my money? Most of the time, we don't even know. They dropped a bunch of interesting stuff, actually. Um, I know. I didn't even Moons, get to see Paul Rudd. And then, yeah, the Paul Rudd show, Living With Myself. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think for me, uh, the mo- the one I was most interested in was the new Soderbergh joint, The Laundromat, which is about the Panama Papers and uh, a reunion with his frequent collaborator, Scott Z. Burns, who is directing his first film this year, which also looks great. It's called, which is uh, what? It's called The Report with Adam Driver. Oh, with Adam Driver. It's an Amazon oh, film. Oh, that's his one. Coming next month about the, wow. the torture that was... Uh, Undertaken during the Bush years post 9/11. Which other Soderbergh did uh, Scott Burns right? The informant. Ah, the informant. The informant. The informant. Exclamation, Exclamation point. point. There's more. Eh? There's another one. Forget lang which. Was it the I know the um the one about the epidemic? Uh, Contagion. It might be actually. Not yeah. Logan. <laughs> What's that? no no that was a Logan's not Logan's I think that was a female writer that I remember the, but they were they were even like questioning the existence of this writer he had to say that no, as a no. Coleman you no no Coleman that's oh, a, no that's oh. not that's another film um, maybe I, bubble uh, bubble and the no the other the the one with Julia Roberts um, shot on DV what's that one full frontal full frontal yeah. Yeah. Wait, so yeah. this is Soderbergh's second movie with Netflix. Yes, after bird, High Flying Bird. High Flying Bird. Right. I think around the time that they were buying High Flying Bird, he already is like, hey, I'm also doing this thing. But the next film, which is also again with Meryl Streep, was sold to HBO. HBO Max outbid Netflix. So what did you think of uh, The Laundromat? I am not a big economist. <laughs> Nor am I. But, and but I think did it, did it, did you... I was just so exhausted Sunday that mm-hmm. I couldn't follow it anymore right i followed um ellen eileen or ellen uh, i followed meryl's story yeah and i followed the game of thrones guy's story where he tried to um ah see okay he was sleeping with his daughter's <laughs> right friend. right mm-hmm. and then the ending was a bit it wasn't even bizarre it was like wow it was a bold choice for yeah. soderbergh to end this whole movie that way but uh, let's let's i'll save that for spoiler section so do i like it uh, um, it's not in my musty Soderbergh's. Mm. It's an interesting watch for sure. Um, maybe if I was not so exhausted and was in the right mindset, then I would probably be more attentive mm. in the movie. Yeah, we watched it together. Me mm. and my boyfriend Ramon. <laughs> are you guys married? <laughs> yeah. Where are you in Quark's life? And um. <laughs> But but we we well I remember us liking it and mm-hmm. then we and but by the last two minutes parang fuck yeah, what the <laughs> hell solid no actually no just like being blown away by no wonder Meryl Streep said yes yes because the whole time I was like why did Meryl Streep say exactly. yes exactly I mean not that it wasn't a great film but she could be doing so many other things like Big Little Lies season two um, and then. And then it's during like the last two minutes, like oh my god, this is definitely one of her finest. It's like a manifesto moments. for her, no? Yeah, galeng, sobrang galeng ng Like wait, but should we we should actually be spoiler alert yeah, yeah. right now. Okay, you don't just spoil. <laughs> okay. If you okay. haven't yeah. seen Laundromat, right? Yeah. Stop now. But if you have, okay. just yeah. continue. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't even like, wanna even even I don't even wanna discuss the one of the main reveals, which I yeah, love. That's true. A friend of mine, or a friend of the pod, Vinny, saw it coming. What did you? I did not. I did not see what? it coming. The the, the character the, being who they are. I know. No. Okay, so did no. not we, we didn't coming. see it coming. So we're like, whoa! Yeah. And then it was followed by suddenly the the whole meta part, where yes. she's suddenly addressing the the audience. And it's like, what? What's happening? So I thought this would, I thought this would be really interesting to discuss because you know something like Joker, where mm-hmm. It actually is at like 60-something, right? Uh. It, when I started tracking Joker, it was at 83. Eh? But the more reviews came out, it went down to like 68. Mm. And then this one man, is at 43. So wow. it's like not certified. And <laughs> then 
even the audience score is like at 50. But for me, I did enjoy it. I mean, I wouldn't say also that it's necessarily one of the best Soderbergh's, but it's still very him. Mm-hmm. Still very much the themes that he likes to tackle, which is about uh, greed, corruption, mm-hmm. especially how capitalism yep. seems to be basically destroying the world and grind, grinding people uh, underneath. Regular regular people. Yes. But it felt also like you could really feel how Scott Burns is prob- has his background as a playwright. And I was also trying to remember when was the last time we saw this kind of mega Brechtian didactics as a film where it feels like the filmmakers are trying to teach a lesson. Yeah. But with like really great actors. Mm-hmm. And then I also thought... But isn't, isn't like Big Short like that? Yeah, a bit. Yeah. That's true. That's the, that's the closest one I could think of it. But then also I was thinking about... Because it's also like breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Very meta. But they would get even yeah, guest so stars just to explain Margot stuff. Over, okay. Yeah. So that, that, that may have been the closest one. And then... And also... Uh, about finance and then but I also remembered it, it felt like you know those long New Yorker investigative journalism pieces where they'll start with an anecdote yeah. about this normal person and what happens to them mm-hmm. and that's kind of what Eileen is eh? and then it'll go into the whole and then it'll become a bigger and bigger thing about what the conspiracy is and then towards the end you have that major flex where suddenly it's like the the actor is addressing the audience directly using of course the the words of the filmmakers but making a very specific pointed commentary about it the was situation. really like a manifesto yeah and it end. felt exactly remember when she won recently and she had the speech she had a big kind speech of, about equality equality yeah it, it felt like that eh? so it made you kind of wanna it, I, I remember it just took us by surprise and like wow this is I, I just think it's a, it was a very brave choice. Yeah, and even doing the scenes with Oldman and and Banderas, and Banderas yes. that way, that's very brave mm-hmm. for for Soderbergh. Well, this is like the most CG Soderbergh had done maybe since Solaris. Yeah, actually, like in terms of like this graphics. I mean, I'm so tired of his freaking and title cards. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm so tired cards. of the iPhone Soderbergh. So I'm so happy. Yeah. Cinematic na siya ulit. Yeah. But parang tamad na rin pa rin siya. No? Very flat, so, no, right? Yeah, Did you even, notice? It's yeah, just flatly so lit. Flat. Um, I, I, I'm super happy though about like how confident he is. Like, the digression with, yun nga. The, but I wondered why it uh, was really parang, I was just watching like a news piece, I yeah. guess. Is that why it was so flat? I don't know nga eh. Parang no, ano. I mean, he, he sort of gravitated no, and, I mean that's sort of been his style yeah but he champions ano kasi, he likes championing performance over yeah performance available light shooting fast he hates making actors wait eh, which is also why actors love him the second half of his him, career eh. is like that but the first half of his career was super stylish no I know but that's why he sort of had that um, epiphany when he was and doing Peter Andrews yeah when he was <laughs> when he doing started lighting his own film uh, <laughs> mumble mumble corner was he <laughs> I'm blanking on mumble it. years but before Out of Sight his the most crazy one the one uh, we love Lamy? no uh, oh, no Schizopolis oh, yeah. so yeah. Schizopolis was Schizopolis. his epiphany he calls that his second, second first film. film after that he insisted on DPing all his own films right. And then it just kept getting more and more refined. He's been developing with Red the whole time. Every time Red improves their camera, it's usually because of Fincher and Soderbergh giving feedback because they're always shooting. Yeah. I remember the Red, I think, was like the first major Red film. It was like Che, right? Oh, that's, yeah. That's where they were. And they, that they which really... I have not seen. Have you seen the yeah. Che at all? I have. <laughs> I, mean, I have it, yeah. but I have well, Criterion, Criterion yeah. but... I but I remember they also like, that was when they were like testing even the even the temperature stresses like they figured out oh this is the temperature when the camera overheats because they were in the jungles dude like parang at one point like they started making films faster than I could watch yes his films. He, re- he did twice yeah. this year yeah. Oh, you know, High Flying Bird. Flying Bird came out earlier this year. Remember, remember that him. year that he uh, did Traffic and Aaron, Aaron Rockfish, Rockfish yeah. in the yeah. same freaking year. And what nominated for both uh, as best director? Crazy. And then, Prolific. ano, diba, He retired and did two seasons of yeah. a TV show by his damn self. Director. He retired because he was in love. Director, editor, yeah. and 
cinematographer. And the no? second unit din siya. He was his own second unit director, whatever. He was second unit on Hunger Games 2. And remember? he was an AD on ano, diba? Was, no, no, no. The AD That's of no Magic one. Mike did Magic Mike 2. But yeah, he but he was a cinematographer. <laughs> yeah. He was a so cinematographer cool. of the film. He was a, of and, the sequel of the film he directed. And Clooney's producing partner. Yeah. No, no, but that ended na. Section 8. Oh, yeah. Section 8. They, they gave up na after, uh, after a while. But why why does Soderbergh excite film geeks or fanboys? For me, even if even with his weakest material. And he's not, I don't know if he's really done like a bad, bad film. But even the weaker films, I always find that there's something I learn. There's 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 usually something clever or interesting, and I love that aspect about him. Eh? It's also maybe. It can be sort of his flaw, in that you don't always remember Soderbergh movies as like very emotional. Yes. But yeah, there's always something. But they're interesting. entertaining. Yeah. And no, no, educator talaga siya. Like he has the best, ano, no, uh, so commentary tracks. Yeah. Like oh, he yeah. would really, I don't know. The Limey down, is yeah. one of the all-time best commentary my, tracks. My, because my he actually he fights. He fights his, his screenwriter. See, he's got Frank Bassett. Lem Dobbs. Lem Dobbs. <laughs> I said it starts like, palang. They're fighting. You got the scene. You got the. I didn't need it. That's why I didn't need it. <laughs> and then, and then he says like, I am so looking forward to when you actually direct the movie because. You are so gonna agree with everything I've said. Yeah. <laughs> about like why and did Lem Dobbs ever? Do? I don't think. Yeah, why he did those things to the script, <laughs> etc. But he's like a director's director. Yeah. In that way. He's so. he's he's constantly curious and playful. It's always it always feels like he's also learning stuff. Yeah. Gali. Favorite Yeah. What are your top five? Top three, na lang. The last great Hollywood movie star movie was Ocean's Eleven. Uh, second to that is The, the End Game. Hindi End Game. Walang <laughs> clue ni sa End Game and Brad Pitt. Um, second for me is The Limey. I think we agree. Yeah. The Limey is one I of the best movies out of the 90s. Yeah. Late 90s. Very underseen, underrated. Because but, it stars two old guys. Eh. But it's a fun to. It's yeah, a but, fun it's, watch. but it's a great film. Yeah. And number one is just Out of Sight. I fell hot in love, like lock, stop, and barrel with. Out of sight was his first one after Schizopolis. So I love it. After his epiphany, and then, parang okay, Hollywood actually wants to work with me again, and then yeah, let's do it with this new ethos of just you know having fun. And, and part then, it's the first David Holmes Soderbergh collab. I think so. It? Yeah. No, you. I know you always make fun of me that that's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. But it's still good. It's still it's my number three. Okay. <laughs> well, that my number five is Katsopolis. Um, uh-huh. uh, it's it's just really fantastic. Like, yeah. I I remember it's Bravura, like holding every. Absurd. Yeah, it's so brave. It's so I know. Uh, it's like it's experiment. like he did therapy by making yeah. a film. And the honey young moves, like like these director moves. Uh, uh, you Casting know, just himself with the actors, just like you know, it's a gr- fantastic experimental mm-hmm. film. Um, and in Ocean's Eleven, um, yeah, I agree with you. It's just, it's really fun, but it's not super indulgent. Like I, I, I wasn't super into Twelve because I found that a little. I love fun. Twelve. Yeah, that's your favorite. <laughs> no, well, Eleven's still the best. Like, walang, yeah. walang fat ang Eleven eh. But Twelve, yeah. even with its flaws, is like, is like dear to me <laughs> uh, three is out of sight um, two is traffic uh, really wow traffic you cry you cry when you see emotional moments right but in, it's not film, watchable like oh my god I've seen traffic so many really? times what yeah really? <laughs> it's not rewatchable but <laughs> it's so rewatchable so, oh my god it's amazing disgusting criteria no, but, but I don't this traffic uh, traffic is probably the only time I so Don Cheadle there's a part where Don Cheadle puts a bug under a drug, you know, drug dealer's, a drug lord's yeah. um, desk. And then he walks away. And it's a really long tracking shot. And then he so slowly smiles. I mean, he gets thrown out. And then uh, from, from the door to, like, the, the street, he's just, it's tracking, and, and he slowly smiles. And I cried because <laughs> the filmmaking was so good. 
Like, I've never done that. That's like, this is so fucking well made. And you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't even an emotional moment. It's did you cry like, when it won an Oscar? Um, or did you I feel like it was deserved? I, I liked, I, wa- I was rooting for Ridley Scott, actually, but the Gladiator. Was it glad- oh, yeah, but, Gladiator? Um, but I was so happy to Soderbergh. And I loved his speech. Like, you know, this is dedicated to everyone who spends, uh, you know, every day creating something. And the number one is Sex Lies. Because, of course. You know, it, yeah, it just... 88? It, when I first saw it, it really changed my life. And this was when I was starting to want to be a filmmaker. And um, I've, I've seen that movie like 10 times because I always show it to my class. And and it's really film yeah. school fodder. Like, yeah. yeah. It's part of the curriculum in every film school. And it might be my favorite ending of all time of a film <laughs> really uh, yeah like I think it's gonna rain it is raining oh so good <laughs> but I also really so love, good but I also really love like, uh, the end of traffic <laughs> I like, <laughs> like a baseball where it's the ba- basically it's the baseball field that was built because of him yeah right? and then, and then it's like the watching. This, oh, and he's just watching okay, I think I have to watch and he's just watching watch kids not doing drugs yeah. and, like, no, I know it's and then it says and a cliff yeah. then yan. Yeah. cliff. And then and then and then he's just eating and then credits yeah. begin like oh good. What's your top five, Ramon? It's kind of it'll sound like we're just repeating each other, but Shemper because that '98 to that late '90s early aughts time was when we were really yeah, like peak Soderbergh. Peak not just peak Soderbergh but peak filming yeah, of, of that of that that Brash you know, Young Cinema. Well, no, I mean what it's I mean is that that, that batch of filmmakers, you know, like. The Coen Brothers and Spike Jones and Fincher and P.T. Anderson, Anderson, Wes Anderson. Yep. They're all doing such amazing work around that time. So, yeah, definitely. I, I, I think Out of Sight is up there. So is The Limey. Um, the Limey with its... Both of those were like non-linear. Pa. And then, yeah, the confidence and the swagger of out of Oceans. But even the other sort of less known stuff like... Um, what was, what was uh, I gonna say here? Bubble, I love bubble. <laughs> yeah, I do like bubble actually. The girlfriend experience actually holds yeah. up, and that was so Which fast. Is very close to this one actually. To the yeah, one. I mean, are, what are yeah. we talking about? Where uh, I, I really love the no, contagion. Yeah, that I love was contagion. Like my last a, one of his that I and it's such a for an outbreak type movie. It's so him. Yeah. Where he wasn't even talking. About, there wasn't a main character. Right? It was an yeah. ensemble piece mm-hmm. where the main character kind of is the virus, and you, and you see the the life cycle. And it, they didn't stop it. Eh? I mean, well, they didn't stop it from breaking, yeah. right? It decimated the world in the yeah. movie, and then they were able to figure out and uh, kill a cure. Kate <laughs> yeah, and and well, in the beginning, with yeah. goodness, yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised no one brought up Aaron Brockovich. I like Aaron Brockovich, but Julia I Roberts guess it Ryan. also came out the same year as Traffic. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, kind of. I guess it sort and of Solaris. gets over. I love Solaris. Solaris is good. That it's is better also. than the no Tarkovsky. <laughs> I think everybody hates me. I, I get you know film hate, cinema, cinephile hate for that, but I love Solaris. So, so yeah. guys, so if you're not sure what to watch. Check out Soderbergh. He has a bunch of movies on Netflix. Yeah. Um, if you have are not familiar with his work, I really suggest you uh just catch a few. Yeah. Did you watch Mosaic? I forgot to ask. No, I have not. Mosaic is good. good. Yeah. Damn it. And I'm I'm like, yeah, two episodes into season two. But you did also finish the Nick, no? The Nick. That yeah. I have, the Nick is also I really, finished that. really but that, fun. But that is amazing. That yeah. is also a Soderbergh. Yes. Soderbergh uh, project. Imagine two, two seasons of one director who's also your cinematographer and, and editor. editor. Why doesn't he just act also in his own movies? Kisopolis. He did. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> Does his own makeup. Didn't he make an appearance in Full Frontal as himself? I think so. Yeah. Who's his ex-girlfriend? Um, I don't remember. She's famous. The, the, the E-girl? The, the girl I thought that's e? his wife. No, that's his wife. It's Asner, yeah. Who? Yeah. He married Jules Asner. Jules Asner. Yeah, there yeah. you go. No, so but they're together. together. Yeah. yeah. And then his ex-wife. Nah, that's another good thing about Schizopolis. His ex-wife and his kid are, in are there. But they've all, they already split up. So parang he was using it to kind of like yeah. talk about their... Ano, the, failed, <laughs> the failed relationship. Yeah. 
So there goes our promise yeah. to keep it under an hour. Yeah, we did it. No, we didn't. No, we did like not. An hour or something. Ah, sorry, um, mom. <laughs> next episode, I guess we're going to talk about horror. Yeah. Just in time for Halloween. With your special guest. Hopefully we have a special guest. Yeah. But and we have another special guest. Um, yeah, uh, Isabel Sandoval. Mm-hmm. Uh, who directed Lingua Franca. Which has been making waves. And I think uh, for Ramon, I will attempt to watch a horror movie. Maybe it's The Witch. Or... Okay. Or Hereditary. I haven't seen. Why don't you watch it? Yeah, but you read the... You yeah. read the Wikipedia. I did read it. Summary. And the tri- and the trailer. And but I then again, with Wikipedia, it with, then, then again with Hereditary, it's not really... It's the experience of watching well, it. Right? It's not I mean, so much. The thing about Charlie, you think Charlie is right, like right. the thing, and then it's okay. Yeah, I read the I read I the synopsis. As well. No, I mean for anyone who's <laughs> not yeah, yeah. there, who's listening. Maybe your special guest is Miguel Nascimento, who's my co-coward. Co-coward. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right. All right. See you next week. Yeah. <laughs>